Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in to another week of Local Legends. Today I'm joined by Chris from Arcs and Sparks. Thanks for joining me, Chris. Thanks for having me. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey, um, electri- electrical, how did you get into that and then sort of where you're at today? That's a big one. So I started off, um, came out of school with a scholarship for mechanical engineering. Did that for a couple <laughs> of years. Went into medical science at Sydney Uni, did that for a couple of years. Yeah. Petroleum engineering, mining engineering, and after five years of uni, I decided uni wasn't for me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, randomly... Um, it's a wild one. From there, ended up on TV, and then from there, ended up um, becoming an electrician. So it's a bit of a round-the-world journey. <laughs> Engineer, television, now electrical. That's interesting. So yep. backtrack a little bit. Why Why did you leave engineering? What was it about that that didn't work So for, for me, this is the funniest thing, um, to my mum's dismay. Um, I was passing. I had no issues with the, co- with the content. I just didn't really enjoy it. It's kind of like uh, it, was, it was easy enough, the course. It just the end game wasn't really for me. Okay. Unfortunately, it took five years and a big hex yeah. to figure that out, but, you know, better late than never. Yeah, it's a very expensive price to pay, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Um, and so television, you skipped over that pretty quickly. What was all that about? Yeah, I usually wouldn't bring it up. I, uh, I was actually on a TV show many years ago, um, unfortunately. Um, have you heard of The Biggest Loser? Yes, I have. I was on that in 2007. I won. Get out. You won that. I got very anorexic many years ago. Yeah. So, um, I mean, tell us about that experience because, like, there's what we see on TV and I yep. guess what, what I would call reality TV and yep. a bit scripted and all those sorts definitely, of things. Definitely, definitely. What's it like behind the scenes? How does all that go? So, every episode, they might shoot 12, 13 hours of footage. They might only use 15 minutes of that, 20 minutes tops because really? they've got a half an hour show every night and they yep. cut the stories they want. Yeah. So, out of a 12, 13 hour day, you, they're only going to pick bits and pieces and just follow a storyline. Okay. So, um, I would say you're seeing a 5% at best of what's actually happening. Yeah. And what's it like being in that environment? So 12, 13 hours of actual filming, that's a lot of pressure on yourself. Yep. Plus you're training quite intensely. Yep. Um, how, like how does, the, what's the toll on your body in that regard and how was it with being in there versus getting out? Um, look, it was great to get out. I mean, it was a good experience overall, but it definitely had its moments because I mean, no communication, no phones, no, yeah. no TV, no radio, nothing. It's almost like, uh, you know, like, a labor camp i guess or yeah. like a pow camp or something like that because you you can't do what you want to do you're told where to sit where to stand yeah. what to do pretty much around the clock yeah so i mean there was that i mean on the flip side though it was the results worked well it was it was a good experience but um yeah it was good to get out i'm not really the kind of person that likes taking orders too well so it didn't yeah. really suit me yeah it's a challenging environment, isn't it? Anyway, I mean, pushed as much as you have been pushed. And yep. if you're a you know bigger person, which is obviously the reason why people go on there and um, they're already struggling with weight and then being in front of the public eye plus being pushed quite aggressively would have been challenging in itself. Definitely. So for like weaker people, definitely breaks them. And that's what people seem to love to see is people breaking on TV. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't really my case. So I just kind of got angry and kept going. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, look, it was a good experience. It definitely was. But um, it was very left field that it didn't actually sign up for it. My little sister signed me up. Really? And I was offended. I was like, oh, it's all muscle for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's quite. the angle of the photo. Like, I'm actually quite skinny. Yeah? It's a bad angle. <laughs> and then when I got out, everyone's freaking, oh, he's too skinny. You know, put some weight on for, for God's sake. This is ridiculous. So it was, um, I went from one extreme to the next. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, you sort of, you don't sort of do things to satisfy people, but you're like, when I was big and now I've lost all this weight, like, still not happy. Yeah, so look, it, it's, it's the thing with something like that, I think, is probably the same with business, is you're only f- competing with yourself. Like, yeah. 
I'm guessing you're the same. I don't see the competition as, as competition. I'll yeah. kind of drive myself and kind of see how far I can push things on my own mm. as opposed to, oh, this guy's doing that. I should follow him. Or this guy's having a go at that. I should copy that idea. Yeah. I tend to just kind of walk my own path. Yeah. And um, what I would say is let's just stay focused on the customer, right? And stay focused on the consumer. What, what, what do they need to help their lives better? And what can you do to f- facilitate that? Definitely. And look, in, in your industry as well as mine, for me, it's all about value. And I feel like a lot of um, service industries, I'd say, mm. people get ripped off left, right and center, yeah. whether they realize it or not. I mean, sometimes the cheapest cheapest price, real estate, cheapest price tradesman is not necessarily, you're not necessarily getting what you're paying for. You, you mm. might think that you're getting a tradesman for say 70, 80 bucks an hour. Mm. You're probably getting an apprentice who's going to cause more issues than he's going to solve. And I mean, same with real estates. People might say, oh, I'm getting, you know, three, 4% to sell, you know? Yeah. Supposed to paying say four or five, for instance, I don't actually know the figures too well. Um, yeah. But what four or five percent would be great if we could get that. Oh, I was we might say, just sell like, one a year. I could, and then I could wind it here. up a little bit more, but I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because it's cheap doesn't mean you're actually getting a good agent. You might yeah. get the guy that couldn't try to sell a house with a gun pointed to someone's head, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's clearly not what people are after. So I mean, I, I think changing people's conceptions about value and what they're actually getting. So again, it's service and delivering the best possible kind of product or end result you can get. Mm. I think is key to any business really keeping the customers happy yeah definitely um, i suppose you, you're probably in the same boat as i am in that uh, in that respect yeah yeah look i think it's just for me it's about looking at what are the customers pain points and how do we go and solve those because i think that in in most jobs that we go into in terms of selling property it's somewhat similar each time and it's just looking at the owner's um situation and trying to manage that process and somewhat similar to yourself you know there, there's certain things that need to get done for a certain job but let's look at the owner's situation you yep. know some people are living inside of a house so they can't have the ceiling ripped out for whatever reason so you need to go and manage that um Definitely. but like talk to me about the business uh, you open up the business how long ago so the business has been running for approximately three years. I probably was running as a side project for probably five years prior. Yeah. Um, semi-successfully, I guess, but just the hours got... I mean, the hours with your own business, you know, are pretty high to begin with. Trying to yeah. do that plus a full-time job was pretty insane. Definitely. So making the leap to doing this full-time was, was a bit scary, but um, I guess I haven't really looked back. Yeah, good on you. And um, I guess what have you done since starting it up um, to actually get it to where it is today? Because it's quite a successful business in the sense of the amount of cars on the road, the staff that you've got, the business that you're actually doing. Um, I guess then what could be some advice for someone, you know, in the electrical game that's thinking of doing their own thing? What, what, what are the things that you did to get you to where you are today? So for me, I'm a big believer in like um, community and like the local community. So instead of like chasing millions of dollars around the world, I, I try, try to focus on getting your name out in the local community, doing a good job, for the, you know, making sure people are getting value and they're happy with the service. Yeah. And I think that, especially if you can do that well, that breeds referrals and referrals are the best best type of advertising you can yep. get. And that's pretty well how my business has grown. Um, I was doing my best for the customers, um, them telling their friends are really excited about this electrician and all of a mm. sudden, you know, the next three months are booked solid, you know? Mm. Um, so I think instead of cutting corners and trying to chase the money, I think it's more about staying true to yourself and trying to do the best possible quality job you can. Yep. And sometimes it might hurt the hip pocket. You might have underquoted, shot yourself in the foot, but you just do it anyway to make sure the job's done right. Yeah. And some of those jobs, those some of those jobs have really paid off well for me because these are the customers that know you're losing money, and I still kind of go, well, look, the guy still came back and made sure the job was perfect. Yeah. And they refer you and that's where where it kind of grows yeah definitely okay and talk to us about lessons learned you know some things that you've done throughout the time that you've been running your own business that if it was someone else so trying to open up their own that you wouldn't do yourself again 
definitely. So the number number one would be um, the boring stuff, the admin, the paperwork, the contracts, all the stuff that people forget about and don't think they need yeah. is really what I've fallen back on many times, especially with bigger jobs, bigger contracts, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure I've gone through everything a few times just to yeah. make sure there's no glitches because I find that a lot of guys will trip up on something like that, that they'll get the job done well, everything's everyone's happy, then there's some clause in the contract they haven't adhered to or there's some part of the plan mm. they haven't quite you know got. Yeah, and it's really boring mundane stuff that no trader as we all know traders are bad with paperwork no one really <laughs> wants to do it but if you can put the time aside and you know get through it um, it makes it so much easier to run later especially your own paperwork in terms of like your invoicing your quoting yeah. being timely with payments occasionally having to chase payments if they're late thankfully it doesn't happen that often but every now and again some people forget and you need a reminder um, I think cash flow is another big one that I'm kind of conscious of like a lot of younger guys starting out will throw millions of dollars at things they can't afford and they have yeah. no need for can't can't justify just to show that they've kind of made it in their head whereas I like guess a, the public perception a little bit as well and what they feel to be the public perception and what they they think that they need to do like they think they need to have all the flashy cars and all the flashy equipment and this stuff but really the, the general consumer in my opinion doesn't actually care about that sort of stuff they just want the service right this is it so like i'm still driving a 2004 high ace which is probably on its semi last legs now <laughs> but i mean it's gone for how many years and just keeps doing its job. Whereas yeah. a lot of um, friends of mine have come and gone in the business, flashy cars, brand new, whatever, and then two or three jobs go bad, lose the car, it all goes down the toilet pretty fast. Yeah. So I'd say saving for a rainy day, um, cash flow is number one. Like, if you haven't, like, even if you have a great, spectacular month, you know, you've still got to put something aside just in case because you never know next month could be that little bit quieter or there could be extra bills you're not expecting from left field yeah. that can really hurt a small business. So, I mean, the two boring things, I guess, cash flow and paperwork, not too exciting, but yeah. if you can get your head around that. Um, then from there, look, just starting to move into marketing and slowly trying to get my name out there without being too pushy. Um, I guess that's a challenge that was, I suppose for any business is a constant challenge on how to market yeah. effectively and... Um, Honestly, I, mean, I guess it's that balance, isn't it? Um, sort of being in front of people so when they need you that you're there, but not being, so, like you said, bombarding them and, and yeah. constantly pushing them into doing certain things. But I think that having that referral network is really important because then, you know, when someone needs an electrician for, you know, so yeah, cool, Chris, I've used him before and he was really good. And it's those inbound calls, I guess, where the, where the money is made, essentially. The Definitely. marketing is to sort of um, maybe a bit of cream on top, but the referral is really the main part of the business. Would you agree with that? Definitely, 110%. I mean, most, especially once you've been referred, someone's happy with you. Someone mm. along the lines was happy with what you did for them so there's a good chance you're probably going to make the next customer happy you're probably mm. going to have a good result mm. um, that's the best kind of advertising you can get unfortunately it takes years and years to build but I mean <laughs> if you keep doing the right things and people are happy I mean you're never going to please absolutely everybody There yeah. are when you deal with the public there's always that 1% that are a bit special but unfortunately they're there yeah. just part of dealing with the general public you have to do your best to try and work with them just the same yeah definitely um, but on the whole I think it's been a very successful venture I've enjoyed it I couldn't, couldn't imagine going back to working nine to five well firstly because we never do an eight hour day it just never happens yeah, yeah, yeah. but um i just can't imagine being an officer or anything like that like i just i love what i do i don't know it must be a sickness i'm sure there's some kind of cream for it but yeah. um yeah i enjoy enjoy what i do enjoy the business and um yeah it's just been going strength to strength thankfully yeah so what's next for the business and what, what does the next i guess five years look like five years i'd love to be able to step back a little bit get off the tools a bit more do more kind of quoting and moving into kind of bigger not necessarily bigger jobs but kind of bigger ventures starting to try some 
I, I always like trying new things. So recently we've gone, I've had a, had a little bit of a exploration of um, doing work on the water. So all of like Scotland Island. Okay. Brooklyn, all these jobs you can't get to by car because yeah. no one seems to really be servicing that market. Yeah. And that's had mixed success. It's been quite good. Um, unfortunately, it's just a matter of time of having enough time to throw at the marketing there and really get my name out. Mm. That's the hard part. Um, but I'd like to try stuff like that just to see, you know, just, I mean, yeah, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, no harm, no foul. But it's the experience of you doing it as well and saying, hey, yeah, look, I've explored that market and we had to go on a boat to go to that job and we had to ship the you know material over to the job on the boat and all that sort of stuff. Like it's a pretty cool thing and you know telling your kids as well to say, hey, dad, you know, dad and did this, dad did this today. And I don't know, I've, I've, I see the same excitement around that. It's a bit of fun. Like I've, I've had a couple of jobs in the water. I've had some good referrals. People are happy. It's just, it's, it's slowly growing. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, I was, I was actually fishing the other day and getting a fish through some cuts out of the cuts. Hey, Chris, like, whoa, that's right, the boat has signage. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how are you, you know? Yeah. Had no idea. It didn't even click, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it is, it's just trying new things, having the freedom and to kind of not lose the core business, but also try some crazy stuff and see what comes back. Mm. But um, the, the, probably the challenge, I guess, for most businesses is staffing. And so that's always the hardest thing for me is trying to keep the quality up and yet get someone else in that can possibly take a bit of the weight hmm. so i've tried some apprentices i've got some subcontractors and things every now and again but on the whole it usually as you're probably aware it usually comes back to you you know Definitely. so that probably the next five years that would be the challenge to be able to train up a couple of guys that hmm. i can kind of use and let me step back a bit from the business and yeah. kind of focus on the bigger bigger picture yeah no, definitely. Well, it's exciting. I mean, you know, we've heard a lot in the community about what you do. And, you know, you were telling me about how people have been giving back to you, but you give back to the community as well. You were telling me before about, you know, some of the, the other suppliers that you go to see and just offering them something small, like a case of beer here and there and helping them out. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, to me, it's all about the little people. Like, um, it's awesome to worry about the bigger picture and things like that, but I wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the little guys backing yeah. me up. You know, the suppliers, the guys that help me out and find stock that no one else can find. Um, what else the other day we had those lovely fires come through in mm. Hornsby Heights um, yeah so I just put on Facebook that anyone needs an electrician I'm here all night whatever you need just don't hesitate to call and people seem to be just in awe because no one else yeah. was, wasn't actually planned I just kind of thought everyone seemed to be freaking out yeah. and it's kind of handy trade well, to people have. need help and I'm an electrician so if you don't have power like yeah <laughs> exactly I'll sort the power I've got trucks full of ladders whatever it is because I mean I knew Osgrid was overloaded so it was a fire brigade yeah I mean, in an emergency, you know, like people are desperate, you know, I'm happy to help wherever I can. Definitely. And I just, I was amazed that pe just the community, the, the kind of um, response was huge. Mm. People just had no idea, you know, it just it was just, to me, it's just common sense. People are in trouble. You try and help them out if you can. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, look, I try and um, that's what I like to keep in the business. As it gets bigger, as it grows, I'd like to try and keep that sense of community and try and stay mm small even as it becomes a bigger business if that yeah. makes sense you know? of course man now look it's um it's interesting sitting next to you and uh, just feeling the energy from you it's a it's a really effortless but it's actually really um very passionate and really compassionate to i guess wanting to give back to people like you've just got a your big heart and you want to be able to help anyone in the community whether it be if it's a benefit to you or not you just want to be able to give back and no doubt that that's reflective in the marketplace in terms of the way that people look at you so um you know it's a, it's amazing to have some Someone like you in the community helping people out we've never had any a famous tv person on our show before so <laughs> our views will probably go through the roof now and <laughs> we'll be in some rich penthouse studio next time around so i appreciate that Anytime. i don't know if i was the most popular person on tv <laughs> ever but hey whatever works <laughs> you're, you're one and that's the main thing and that's all that really matters right <laughs> good on you but look thanks again for um coming on to the podcast um if anyone needs your services i see you up on social and you got the website up and as well so um yeah thank you so much for 
for joining us. Thanks a lot. No worries. Thanks, guys.